Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dallas Hoops Fancast. I'm Sydney, and I'm here with Martin. Hey, guys. Uh, we haven't done a podcast in a long time. We just decided to take a break from it. But, I mean, gosh, like, how can you not talk about the Mavericks right now? I just said, gosh, that's how crazy <laughs> it is right now. Um, and I've been getting so many messages and DMs on Twitter. I got two emails today from people asking for a podcast. So um, I appreciate that. And then, obviously, we got to talk. I mean, we, we've we been talking all day for the yeah. past week. Yeah, we didn't sleep so at all. we might as well yeah. slap a mic in front of our face. Basically, that's yeah. what we're doing. So last night, the game was over at like 2 in the morning. <laughs> it felt and like then, it. Yeah, and then obviously, we stayed up and watched every single highlight video and post-game interview. And, and then this morning, we got up at like 5 a.m. <laughs> and listen to every single podcast, Mavs and Clippers. So I ha- I haven't listened to any Mavs podcast yet. Oh. I've only been listening to the Clippers podcast because I find them so enjoyable. Yeah. To listen to them talk about why the Mavericks are kicking the Clippers butts. Yeah. Making, the, just like the team, making a bunch of excuses. I just find so much joy in that that I didn't even get to the Mavs podcast yet. Yeah, so I think I, I, I want to do that. Because, like, obviously, there's things that we're going to talk about as Mavs fans, but you, like, literally all day have been watching... I rewatched the game. Every YouTube yes. video. I think you've listened to every yes. Clippers podcast yeah. I, that's I, available. Well, so this is... <laughs> I couldn't sleep last night, so I think I eventually fell asleep at about 2.30. And then, before my alarm went off at 7, I got up at... I woke up at 6.40. Had to use a bathroom like crazy, the, like everybody. The passion yes. of the Mavs just But when I woke up. up, I was like, time for some podcasts. <laughs> So I turned my speaker on, got in the shower. While I was in the shower, the speaker was blasting a podcast. It didn't was a Clippers even, it podcast. Didn't wake, didn't wake up you up because you were dead I was asleep. Knocked out. Um, and then ever since then, I, I'm going to be honest, and I hope nobody from my company <laughs> listens to this. I didn't really work very much today because I was on about three hours of sleep. No Mavs fan did. Yes, yeah. and so it was just it was just so much fun, and I found so much joy listening to the media just rip the Clippers to shreds and the praise and attention that Luca is getting. I just couldn't get enough of it. So, okay. What are the Clippers potters saying? Or what is everyone saying about like why the, so after game one, um, you can just sense this overall arrogance. Like, obviously we knew that the Clippers team, the players, the coaching staff, whatever, they all have this unwarranted arrogance as Mm -hmm. if they were back to back champs. Yeah. They didn't learn from last year. Yeah. And, Unfortunately, all the podcasters, they kind of had that same... They kept making excuses. Mm -hmm. Well, the Mavericks, this is what they would say. The Mavericks played a perfect game tonight. And they did everything right. They shot like 60% from three. And they barely won. The Mavericks won by 10 the first game. But it was closer closer than that. And then at the end of the game, it just kind of got... Ended up getting to a 10-point game. Mm -hmm. But they're like, the Mavericks aren't going to shoot that way again. (laughs) So we have complete confidence... That the the Clippers are going to come out in game two. Yeah. Dorian's not going to go. Yeah, they said Dorian's not going to go five of seven Hardaway. and, and Hardaway. Yeah. yeah, they just said all these excuses is why the Mavericks beat them. And I'm like, dude, it, it doesn't matter. 
Like yeah. the fact is, you lost. It doesn't matter how you lost. You're down 0-1 yeah. in the series. There's no do-overs in the playoffs. Yeah, this exactly. isn't 82 yep. games. It's four potentially. Yes. And so they just kept talking that way as if you know it was a fluke. And yeah. they were saying the Clippers didn't get a lot of time together towards the end of the season. A lot of guys were out. The this same is their old, same old. Yes, together. Yeah. The same old crap we heard from last year. And then this game, <laughs> a little bit more deflated. But yeah. now it was like. This whining, unfair, mm. man, it's not fair. Every team we face <laughs> is on fire from three. Last year, Denver, historically ridiculous from three. This year, Dallas, like, at what point are these two? It's like, dude, what, they're, they're wide open shots. Yeah, yeah. You know, I heard one stat was they had 17 wide open threes last night. Nobody within six feet. They went mm. 15 of 17. Uh-huh. Now, to be fair, that's a ridiculous number that shooting percentage yes 15 of 17 but they're wide open yeah and that's been the problem and there was another stat that of the 75 threes that the mavericks have shot in the first two games 60 of them were either open or wide open 60 Hmm. and i bet you the remaining 15 contested shots we're all Luca's step backs. Yeah. <laughs> because or I don't his know. His one legged yes. three. The, the one legged three. That deserves its own podcast, Wait, by the a, way. Yeah, that's a segment. So, anyways, they, they were talking about that and they were just like, well, if the Mavericks, they just can't imagine them continuing to shoot this way. They think the, Ma- the Clippers got to at least get one game in Dallas. Some of them still think the Clippers will win the series because Dallas, there's no way they can maintain this hot shooting streak. And that's that's very true. Like the, the shooting percentages are ridiculous. Yeah, Hardaway is shooting sixty almost sixty five percent on three pointers. Yes. <laughs> like, but one thing you've learned you should have learned by now. Every game has its own personality. Yeah. And it's very possible in the next game. The Mavericks aren't hitting their threes, but that doesn't necessarily mean like they keep saying the Clippers would have won these two games if the Mavericks didn't shoot mm-hmm. such a high percentage from three. It's like that's such a stupid logic. Like, okay, if the Mavericks didn't score more than you, you would yeah. have won. It's like, well, yeah. duh. Yeah. You know, but so each game takes its own personality, but they're in denial. Yeah, well, and you control the things you can control. Mm-hmm. Don't say we lost because they made shots because then you're not looking at what do we need to do yeah. to try to make them miss shots. Yes. Like like you said, a lot of these shots are wide open or even if they're contested and they're missing, I mean, they're, they're making them and they're on fire. Don't just say, well, when they cool off, we'll win. Cause well, what if they never do? Yes. What, what are what do you have to do or what are you not doing well enough to, to win? Or why are you mm-hmm. losing these games? Like, that's the thing is like, they're just blaming these intangible things instead of just saying, this is what we yeah. need to do better. And unfortunately, a lot of the Clippers players are doing the same thing, yeah, even, exactly. even all the way up to Ty Lute. I think yeah. it was I, I, I think it was Kawhi, but now as I'm talking about it again, it may have been Reggie Jackson, but one of them, I think it was Kawhi that said, we have to make them miss. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to make them miss. You got to yeah. be in their space. To give them 60 wide open threes, any team's going to shoot out the... the the worst team in the league if you don't guard them. The Mavericks lost to the Kings three times this year. Yeah. And a lot of it is because they just gave them wide open threes. Now, they hit all of them, and it was like, yeah. that's not fair. They're never gonna... <laughs> the fact is, though, they did yeah. because you left them open. And But, yeah, the, the Clippers, uh, Paul George, and, and really Ty Lue's comments I thought were a little bit ridiculous yeah. and w- really stupid. I want to get to that, um, but just you know, talking about the hot shooting 
I think like you said, it's fair to acknowledge that uh, like Hardaway is not going to shoot 65% mm-hmm. on threes. If he goes down to a normal shooting percentage, does that automatically mean the Mavs lose? No. I mean, there are, yeah. you don't, there, there is not one single way to yeah. win a game. Well, like, sorry. Just, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Like, um, okay, like, let's say the next game he goes cold, which I think is a possibility, just the way that playoff series go. Let's just say he goes cold. Well, I mean, you have Chris Stops who hasn't busted out yet. He could have a game where he goes for 30 or 40. Trey Burke is on the bench. I expect him to have a random a game. Yeah, where he goes for 15. Like, there's there's so many other guys where these random things happen in the playoffs. Like you said, every game is a different story. And so, yeah, Hardaway could go cold. And I mean, I don't know, maybe they do lose that game. But for the series overall, there's just so many other options. Well, it's just such a dumb logic like well if they didn't do this yeah or if we did this okay well then do it yeah, well you didn't yeah and they you did. lost <laughs> so it's like i don't understand it's like the maverick shot 50 percent from the free throw line if they had made seven more free throws they would have been up by 20 yeah the game would never would have gotten close it would have been yeah. a blowout yeah. so you hitting them hitting less threes that doesn't necessarily mean that you would have won the game. It just may not have been as close. In fact, if you take away a couple threes, it probably evens out the free throws. They still yeah. win by six. So to, to, to have this mindset that if they do this and we're going to lose, well, duh. Like, yeah. that's how basketball is. If yeah. they score more points than you, you lose the game. Well, and like, okay, you know, the hot shooting, I know it's crazy. But at the same time, the Mavs won. They're up 2-0. Mm-hmm. So, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so I've, you know, I'm not worried now i'm not gonna say like i'm not worried as in i think the mavs are definitely gonna win like i don't want to get cocky or anything but i feel good about the hot shooting because the Mavs took advantage of it i would feel worse if they were hot shooting and they still lost the games or they were one and one but they're 2-0 and that's that's two wins you don't there's no do-overs you don't get those back it's just you lost those games and so yeah i mean and like you talk about anomalies like uh, Luca is shooting 43% on free throws. Hardaway is shooting 50% on free throws. Okay, like, is that so going to continue? take away some threes, give them some more free throws. Yeah. They, the score is the, is the same. same thing. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's just really a, a dumb argument. and It's just excuses. Yeah. Well, they, they don't take ownership of what I need to do. It's just, well, all this other stuff. Is yeah, happening. well, it's like they, they said in after game one, well, the Mavericks played perfect and the Clippers played a terrible game. And they barely lost. I say, like, okay, but they played a terrible yeah. game. Play you well. Lost. You're in the playoffs. Yeah. Play well. You're down 0-1 That's in a the problem. Series. If you're in the so, playoffs and you're not playing yes. well, like that's a problem. That's not how is that a positive? Yeah. And <laughs> and Luca, like the the crazy shots he's hitting. <clears throat> I, I know like some some national media people like the shots he's hitting are ridiculous, but it's like we've watched him now for three like I this know. Is, especially when the lights are on. In the playoffs. Yes. And and in a big game in the regular yeah. season, he hits them. He yeah. makes them. He he just has fun doing it. And and so like I'm not surprised by his three point shoot. I'm not surprised. The only one that has been insanely hot is Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, he's been insanely hot. Yes. But also to be fair, he's been wide open mm-hmm. a lot of times because the Clippers are making this stupid mistake. Of doubling Luca, which yeah. the entire season teams have tried to do that, and it's turned into a disaster. Like yeah. he, he just uh, he's not Steph, 
He's not Dame Lillard. He's not Harden, where you can trap them at the top and or like take them out. Like a little guy, yes. You know? yeah. He's so big. His arms are so long. He's he puts the ball so tall. Mm-hmm. Like he holds it up so high and just stands there and waits for it all to develop, and then he makes the pass. Yeah, Luca has been just all kinds of a jerk in this. Oh, it's series. been awesome. It's- I mean. Like just the the trash talk, Jared, mm-hmm. it's, it's so disrespectful. If I were a Clippers fan, I would hate him. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I love him. But he's trash talking them to their face. Like he scores on Patrick Beverly, and he's shouting down the court, "You're too small!" You know? <laughs> like, or they switch, and he, "Why'd you switch?" Yes, that that or one. They they go under. Why'd you go under? <laughs> like, the one where they switch, and the one where so. My my favorite one of all is when Kawhi's on him. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and well, there's a couple of Kawhi ones. We may be okay. thinking of different ones. The okay. one I'm thinking of is Kawhi's on him, and Zubats is setting the screen, and Kawhi decides to go under. Yeah, and Luca's like, huh? Okay, and so he just <laughs> shot it. And then he's like looking around. I think he was talking to Pat Mahomes. Yeah, on the sideline, he's like, yeah. "Why are they going under? Yeah, why, why do you go under? It's like that's." That's Kawhi Leonard, and he's like, why are you going under yeah. on me? Like, he, he felt disrespected that Kawhi yeah. went under. Well, and that's the other thing, you know, tra- whoever he was talking to on the sideline, that's like another level. Like, mm-hmm. you're having a side conversation with your buddy on the sideline while you're destroying this team. Yes. It's yep. like, he's just having fun out yep. there. He's just picking them apart. And then I also love the... When they kept switching Zubots, and he like is looking at Ty Lue, why you keep switching? Yeah. <laughs> like, why do you keep doing that? Like, he's almost at this point, he's almost getting disrespected. Yeah, that you keep putting Zubots on him. It's like, dude, okay, keep doing it, but at your own peril. Yeah, he just keeps. He's just he's laughing the whole time. Oh, it's smiling. awesome! And it's yes. like I think Reggie Jackson talked about that. How Luca is just—he's just having a blast. He's so comfortable, you know. And but to me, when I watch, obviously watch the games, these are difficult shots. I mean, he is taking tough shots. I mean, for crying out loud, a one-legged leaning three-pointer. Now that's a circus shot, but a lot of these shots are difficult, and he's just good. He's just enjoying the fact that he's destroying them. So I have meditated for several hours you have meditated on that one-legged three-point okay (laughs) shot because i just i just what goes through a man's mind (laughs) when you're coming down the court and you're like you know what what if i just i'm just gonna try a one-legged to the left fade three-point shot see what happens and swish is like hey did you guys see that that? That i I made it (laughs) and it's just like this is the playoffs this is the clippers and he's like i'm just gonna try it you know what if i make it yeah and he made it and he's just laughing and i just i'm just like did he mean to do like i i I can't i like i literally am just thinking about it and i watch (laughs) it over and over it's like dude like i've yeah and then it made me think about Steph Curry and when Steph Curry broke out and became Steph Curry and all the highlights and the insane shots mm-hmm. that he was hitting and how crazy it was like he changed the NBA. Yeah. He changed it. And I'm like, we're about to get a Steph Curry like moment with Luca. Yeah. Like this is his second playoff series. He's doing one legged three point shots. Like it's nothing and yeah, laughing, laughing about, about it. About so it. how many more? And joking with yes. his buddy on the side. Yes. And so if he can have an extended playoff series and multiple, we're mm-hmm. going to get some of the craziest things with him. Yeah. He's he's just been 
he's just been stupid good. Mm -hmm. Like, so incredibly good. He's been a lot of fun to watch. And yeah, the trash talking, I just... But he's just having fun. And he like... These shots, like I said, they're tough shots. He does Dirk's one-legged fade. And he just like it's does it like it's nothing. Yeah. Well, it's like I, I, we were talking earlier before the pod. It's like, I think one game, he got trapped in a situation in the mm-hmm. post. He didn't know where to go. And he's like, oh, I guess I'll try a one-legged yeah, fade. Let me try a Dirk shot. And he swished it. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. I like this. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so now he just does it with regularity. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we never seen it before this season happened. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, one game this season, he did it. We're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then from then on, that just became a shot that he's he does. doing it over Kawhi. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and not just over Kawhi, just pretty. Just yeah. beautiful. Like, yeah. The way the ball just went straight up high, and yeah. down, and then the entire Clippers bench motionless, <laughs> like because this was the moment. Even the broadcast, the, the Clippers broadcast was like it was, our, that our, was our, NBA TV oh, broadcast. Okay, yeah, they're like, okay, Kawhi knows what time it is. Yes. He knows what to do. <laughs> and Luca just like, I, yeah, cool. you know, easy peasy, <laughs> you know, man. ain't nothing but a thing, <laughs> yeah. you know. And it was just, it was just, I just couldn't believe what I was watching with this guy. Yeah. So I, I also watch, I want to give a little bit of a shout out to Chris Stops. Oh yeah, I do want to talk about him. So I've watched both games now several times because okay. I have no life. Okay. Um, but if you watch Chris Stops more, like if you can find a way to take your eyes off Luca, <laughs> and that's hard to do because okay. he's always doing something awesome. Yeah. And just watch the way Porzingis and the way the Clippers are defensively with him. Mm-hmm. They do not leave him ever. So essentially, it's four on four on a giant court. Yeah, true. Because Kristaps' guy, it's usually Kawhi, mm-hmm. does not help. He yeah. just stands there and stays on. He's not even looking at the ball. And it's it, it makes it wide open. for. That's why Brunson's getting to the lane. Yeah. Luca's getting to the lane. Because Kristaps is out on the three-point yeah. line Yeah, he's somewhere. just standing yeah. either on the corner. And I know, like, um, it's got to be tough. It's got to be tough to be standing there, and he wants to be involved. And yeah. I, I like I don't like his attitude sometimes, but I can I can understand a little bit from his perspective. He's mm-hmm. a young man; he wants to lead a team just like Luca, mm-hmm. and he's being asked to stand there. Yeah. But if you watch him, they just they don't leave him. Yeah, I really appreciated Kristaps' attitude in this series. And it's been tough. Um, yeah, and he's talked about it in the post in his post game interviews. How he loves to shoot, he loves to score, and I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, to to be Luca's having a blast. Yes, that's how fun it is. But and he's he, standing there. Yeah, he also understands his role of spreading the court and how because they have one of their best guys on him, the things that it opens up, and he's open about how like yeah, it's it's tough. We, which we know just from, you know, knowing Kristaps this season or the past two seasons. But I appreciate the fact that he understands the point mm-hmm. and he's buying into it. And I think as yeah. time goes on, he'll learn to really appreciate that. Even well, if they more. make a long playoff run. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then like in game two, he still got 20 points. Yeah. So I think if he can continue to at least have moments in games mm-hmm. where he's involved and he gets shots. It's and usually gets towards the end of the game. Yeah, lately. Honestly. Well, because yeah. they're trapping Luca like yeah. idiots. Yeah. <laughs> um and we'll talk about that decision. Yeah. But uh it, you know, he he just he wants to get shots and he, he's gotta understand too when Kawhi's on him, as as much confident as he is within his own abilities, 
He can't dribble around Kawhi. No, no. Many guards can't dribble around Kawhi. And mm-hmm. and Porzingis is really loose with the ball. He gets the ball lost a lot when he's trying to dribble. Yeah. Not saying anything disrespectful about him. Not that no, he's ever going to listen tr- to this pod. Yeah, I'm just truthing here. Yeah. So he, you know, he can't dribble around Kawhi. If Kawhi's on him. He, and, and, and you know what? It helps the Mavericks so much because mm-hmm. it takes their best defender. Yeah. And just... Takes him out of the game. Puts him on the sideline. Takes line. him out yeah. of the game. And so yeah. it gives the lane and the, the angles and all the open three-point shots just because they will not help off of Kristaps. Yeah. like So in this season or this series, he's averaging 17 points a game. And yeah, he hasn't played a... a he hasn't had a breakout yeah, game. Yeah, like he's played a huge role, but mm-hmm. it hasn't been loud. Not on know? the box score. Yeah, yeah, but I do think that he'll have a game where he goes off because that's what happens in the playoffs. You have guys that just go off. It mm-hmm. might be in game three if Hardaway is cold or something, but I think he'll have a game where he goes for 30 or well, something. Well, they're going to have to, the Clippers are going to have to switch Kawhi from being on Porzingis to being on Hardaway. That was, okay, so that was my next question because a lot of people want, this is what I don't get. People, even after game two, they keep talking about, you got to put Kawhi on Luka. This man's got to guard. And it's like, he is on Luka, but they're setting a pick and they're switching. I mean, and so your theory is Well, Luka different. scored on eight different Clippers. He scored on multiple everybody. Times. So like, yeah. to sit here and say and that Kawhi. And he told them all why he scored and, and, too. Yeah, yeah. And he's telling them. And he's, too short. Ka- can't, no, can't guard me. <laughs> Kawhi going under? Why are you going under? Yeah. Like he's trash talking. Why are you switching? <laughs> so, so like to sit here and can't say, do anything else. I don't think putting Kawhi on Luka is the answer. First of all, if the Mavericks are this confident, you need every point. Yeah, Kawhi scored forty-one. George twenty-eight, mm-hmm. and they still lost. So you need Kawhi to score, and and Kawhi looked like Luka. They look both of those players look gassed in the fourth. Hmm. Like every shot was <laughs> short. Um, and, and so, yeah, I don't think that's the answer, but they got to get Kawhi off of Porzingis and put him on Hardaway. Hardaway is so hot. They have to treat Hardaway the way they're treating Porzingis. Don't even yeah. help off of him. Yeah. Just stay on him. That's where Porzingis has to take. Now, he's got to turn into the Hardaway yeah, of that Yeah, that's game. when he can, he'll get open shots. He can cut yes. to the basket, which he has done amazing yes. at. He's been cutting yeah. to the basket at just the perfect so, time. So, if they decide to do that, they put... Kawhi, uh, give give Hardaway the Porzingis treatment where yeah. they just put Kawhi on him and don't help. Never yeah. switch. He's not even looking at the ball. Mm-hmm. That will take Hardaway out of the game, much like it's taken Chris Porzingis. Yeah. But that's going to open it up for Porzingis. So he's yeah. gonna, that's going to be his moment. And he's going to have to step up and yeah. make those shots, even though he's not in rhythm, even though he hasn't been getting the ball the last couple of games. It's not a post-up. <laughs> it's not a post Like, he's going to have to do it. Now, I think he can. Mm-hmm. He's, he has moments where he's done that, but he's going to have to do it. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. But I, I do want to – I've been a, a – I haven't been very high on Porzingis, but this series helped me to understand a little bit of what's going on in his mind. He is yeah. not involved directly in the offense. No, he's he's definitely a very important part of it, but not in the way that most players would like to be. I, I would argue like, uh, Hardaway is outscoring him. Yes, you know, I would argue he's the most important piece outside of Luca because yeah. he is he's he's creating the openness on the yeah. court just by him being out there. Yeah. So I, I would say without him, that same spacing doesn't exist. Now, I'm not saying the Mavericks would lose, 
But with him being out there, the spacing is unbelievable. Yeah, he opens it up for Hardaway, for Brunson. For everybody. Yeah, for any alley-oop you get in the lane, you even, know, there's one less guy down there. It even opens it up for Dorian, for Maxi, yeah, because all the shooters. now they're rotating and those guys are always open. Yeah. Hardaway's open. Now, Porzingis is never open <laughs> yeah. because they don't ever leave him. But he is creating offense mm-hmm. just by standing there. It's pretty unbelievable. Like when you watch, it's like it's kind of like crazy. I've never seen a player get that much respect outside of Dirk or like yeah. Steph or Clay. Well, I mean, it makes sense because like last year the Mavericks didn't have Kristaps and they lost, and you know there was a big talking point that if they had mm-hmm. had him, it'd be different. And so they've effectively created that same situation where he's basically not scoring. Mm-hmm. But it's a little different because you took him out by putting your best defender on him. So now Hardaway is being guarded by Reggie Jackson or something. You and, know? And I, they don't I don't even, even know. know. He's wide yeah. open. Yeah. He's guarded he's by not, nobody. He's not being guarded because Luca. It and that's another thing. Having Luca and Porzingis out there at the same time, like when Luca doesn't have the ball, he gets the same treatment that that Porzingis is getting like the Mm -hmm. guy is like Luca will be standing at that little hash mark Mm -hmm. and the guy will be all the way up on him yeah and I was like what are you like Batum does that he's just all he doesn't even look at Patrick Beverly the great the great Pat Beverly that's the answer (laughs) oh oh another thing about the Clippers the new answer for the Clippers oh Terrence Mann. Oh yeah, they are obsessed. Yeah. I know with Terrence Mann. They they are obsessed with Terrence Mann the way Mavs fans are with Josh Green. Yeah, the guy's not any good. Yeah, but he's you don't know that. Yes. <laughs> okay, you got to give him minutes. And How like, are you going to know if, what you got if, if you your answer <laughs> if your answer is Terrence Mann, you are in trouble yeah. because this guy <laughs> is not very good. Yeah, I mean, he could probably get hot, you know, for no. a stretch. He, he he's like an a energy three guy. Three minute stretch. Yeah, and score okay. Like Ten points. Yeah, you know? maybe. But Watch, he's gonna go off for like twenty five in the next. So game, that just means less shots for. Yeah, hard. Kawhi, I mean, for Kawhi. Kawhi or, yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, we can talk a little bit about, I guess, Kawhi and Paul George because this was a big story for me going into this series. I. You didn't know which Clippers team you were going to get. Were you going to get the one that you thought you were going to get last year? Or were you going to get the team that you actually got last year with Pandemic P and... Your, the Paw. Yeah, your new nickname for P-A-W, Kawhi. Yeah. The Paw. Um, and so far... And I was like, if they are the team that we all thought they were going to be, this will be a short series because that team was supposed to be world dominators, you know? And this series, like... They've definitely been better. I don't think Pandemic P has been as bad. You know, he started off bad in game one, but I think he's been all right. But they still haven't been like, you know, Kawhi was like unstoppable, but I I still like, I'm not really as afraid of them as I thought I would be. Well, this, no, and the Mavericks aren't either. Yeah, um, I, I I was not confident going into the series. I'll yeah. tell you that much. Like not as confident as the players. Mm-hmm. Like I I thought the Clippers would win the series, but yeah. I thought it would be a a hard fought series. Mm-hmm. I I predicted Clippers in seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just because of the names. Yeah, but but we're learning they're all name no game. Boom boom fist bump. So you yeah. should trademark that. <laughs> you know I. You know how like when you 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 see a player from a distance and he seems really good and the team trades for him 
Mm-hmm. And you're like, and so you go on YouTube, you watch all the highlights. Like, okay, this guy can play. Yeah, we got MVP Paul yes. George. <laughs> so you, you see all that. But then when you get the guy and you see him every game, yeah. you start to recognize yes, where the flaws are. And with Paul George in this last game, shot the ball well, drove it well. But he's got a serious problem when it comes to quality of shots. Hmm. And it's ironic that he shoots bad shots and he's blaming it. <laughs> so he had a couple of moments late in the game. Mm-hmm. Now, he was getting to the rim at will mm-hmm. early in the game. All game, really. But late in the game, he was playing hero ball. Yeah. He and took that three. He had he one had specific. Yes, one specific. <clears throat> and I think Kristaps even knew he was going to shoot a three. That's why he was able to do a late to contest. so quickly. But he had Kristaps on his heels. He could have drilled right past him late in the game. Yeah. Instead, he stepped back and shot a three. And he missed it. And I'm like, dude, that is not the time. Yeah. If you make that shot. You cons- Luca. Yes. I was going to say, <laughs> if you make that shot consistently, Okay, but yeah. you haven't been. Yeah. And now that I think about it, that's probably what your problem has been, is you shoot bad shots. Yeah. Well, and, and I think also the timing of his shots. Like, in the end of the game, I don't remember him being a guy, the guy that closed he, it out. Well, obviously, they didn't close it out because they lost. But I think the timing of his shots. He, he his, hit some shots in the points fourth. Yeah. Too, yeah. He hit, Maybe, in, yeah. In both games, he did. Um, and that's been the problem, though. He'll hit some. And then he'll miss a critical one. Like in game one, he had one that was like two minutes left and he dribbled down on the right side and just pulled up for three mm. when they were down and he missed it. It's like, dude, that's a bad shot. Like, yeah, I don't care what nobody says. That's a bad yeah, shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, and then in this one, he hit some shots. And so he's like, I'm going to keep shooting. And then he, he had an opportunity to drive it and not settle. Mm-hmm. And he settled. And it's like, that's where you got it. That's where you got to be smarter. Like, yeah. you got to make a better mm-hmm. basketball play. Just because you've been making shots doesn't mean you shoot a bad one. Yeah, and he's still got, to me, it looks like two things. One, I think that he's thinking too much. When I look at him, because obviously I'm a body language expert, and I went to <laughs> Stanford. Yeah, that's um, a university. Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's thinking too much. Um, and then two, he seems like he just doesn't take ownership of certain things. Just, oh, he does not. Yeah, his comments and stuff. And, you know, there were two plays, um, one where there was a foul down low and it was on either Zubots or Paul George. And Paul George just freaking threw his man to the bus yes. and was like, no, that's on Zubots. And it's like, what? Bro. Yeah, even Zubots was like, <laughs> dude. like, dude. Yeah, and it's like, Zubots would be the one to do that. Like, no, 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 I'm, you know, protect your star. That foul was on me. But you don't do that, you. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, the thing is, when he did that, it was completely unnecessary because neither one of them were in foul trouble. It's not like yeah. he had three or four, I don't remember. He wasn't in foul trouble. Yeah. As soon as the foul was called, finger pointing yeah. at Zubots. And Zubots is like, like, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's on, on me. me. Yeah, and it was I like, guess. you know, whatever. And then... There was a, a, a couple of plays, but one in the, I think it was in the third quarter, it was Josh Richardson was driving on the left side towards the baseline, and Kawhi, not Kawhi, Paul George was guarding him, mm-hmm. and Zubots met him down towards the paint. Mm. Well, once Zubots met Paul uh, Josh Richardson, Paul George just kind of literally just stopped and stood there, did not move. He's, he's like just standing there. And so Josh Richardson threw an all you to Willie Holly Stein. Stein. 
And as soon as that happened, Paul George turned around and looked at Rondo and was like throwing his hands up. like, <laughs> And you can see Rondo's fuming. like, Because yeah. that was not Rondo's man. Yeah. And he just turned around and looked at Ty Lue and I don't know what he said. But he was fuming because like, dude, yeah. take responsibility. You're just yeah. going to blame. Rondo was random. Like, he would just happen to be the closest guy to him. That's yeah. why he pointed at it. But that wasn't Rondo's guy. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, like we talked about earlier of just... You know, not respecting your opponent, not taking ownership, not, you know, looking at yourself and what you can do. It's just, it's like the same stories mm-hmm. that we saw from last year, you know, and, and respecting your opponent, that's kind of all wrapped up in the same thing. It's like understanding or just saying like, you know what? They're good. They're a good shooting team. They were the whole year. Well, so yeah, they're on fire, but they're a good team. This is know? one of the things that the, the Clippers podcast people make a mistake with. Hmm. They throw out the Mavericks numbers. They're they were 18th in the league in in field goal percentage or something, uh, 15th in three point percentage, and all these percentages. And it's like, but you got to understand, the first like 20 games, I they think it's 22 games, they were missing half their team. Yeah, they weren't good. They went nine and 14. I mean, Lucas shot like 12 percent yeah, from three. Yeah. yeah, Porzingis was out, Maxi was out, Dorian was out. Like yeah. their entire lineup, Josh Richardson. So it's like they weren't a good team. So you kind of have to cut out those first 20-something games, mm-hmm. 22 games of the season. And yeah. that'll give you a better And percentage. that's what I kept telling y'all at the time. <laughs> that y'all, None of us were saying that. Y'all just need to calm down, okay? <laughs> None of us were saying that. We were all like, this team sucks. But uh, the second half of the season, they were the best team in the league, net rating-wise. Yeah, so I, I think it's... Not not respecting your opponent. I I mean I feel like that's a pretty deep accusation. That's like the number one sin in sports to not respect your opponent. But I feel like that's what the Clippers oh, have done. So I, I wanted to talk a little bit about Ty Lue's. Yeah, let's comments. talk about the comments because, bro, you you just <laughs> so you, you go. We were we were staying up late because we couldn't sleep, and yeah. we kept refreshing YouTube to on post game po- comments yeah. just to get comments. Finally, Ty Lue came up. Yeah. And we started playing it, and we heard the weirdest thing. And so, like when we heard it, we, we were both like, we both. I paused it. I was like, "Wait, did he just did say he what just I think?" Say he just what said? I think he <laughs> so said. So I rewinded it, replayed it, and he said that it's easier to make shots when you're on the road because there's, and there's no, no pressure on you because you're just trying to steal a game yes. or two. But let's see how <laughs> they do going back home. And the pressure's on if yeah. their shots continue to fall. Yeah, and we'll, it, we'll see what happens in game three. Yeah, and I was like, it's okay, like, I wasn't aware there was a lot of pressure when you're up 2-0 at home. Well, and I also didn't know that playing on, on the, the road, road was <laughs> easier. Now, <laughs> there is something to be said about <laughs> the game two pressure because there was no pressure on game two for the match. Yeah, because they stole the game. Yes, because they were playing with house money. Yeah. They, they accomplished their job. But then you should have won that And that's game. the thing. Like, you, th- every year, the lower seed plays the higher seed, and they play them with confidence. And pretty much every year, the higher seed is like, hey, I appreciate what you guys are doing, <laughs> but we're just so much better than you. Yeah. That regardless of how many crazy shots you make, we're just going to beat you. Yeah. And that, that happens every year. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. But the Clippers aren't doing that. No. And so they just make excuses. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, the Mavs stole game one. But then the Clippers should have come out and won game two. They should have crushed them And that's what we were saying before the game. I was like... 
the cliche thing would be for the Clippers to come out and destroy the Mavs. Take an 18-2 to two lead yeah. to start out the game. And I was like, but you know, there's no reason why the Mavericks mm-hmm. can't do that. Why they have to settle or get scared or whatever. And but and that's what happened. The Clippers didn't do what they were supposed to do. They didn't follow the narrative. <laughs> well, it's like I was saying, you know, that the Mavericks are too young to know any better. Mm-hmm. So like a veteran team in the playoffs, if they went and stole game one on the road, yeah. game two they would have been it's like, yeah, we got, yeah, we, we got, got they would have got blown out, yeah. and go back home yeah. because they know most of the time these are going to be long drawn out series. Yeah. Um, but the Mavericks, they're just so young and they've never been in this. They don't know any better, so yeah. let's, let's just go win the second one. Yeah, you know, there, there's no pressure on them, and and there is that is true from Ty Lu. But to sit here and say that, well, let's see what happens when they're at home, like as if That's they're going to stop. Yeah, it's like I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, understand. but you got to go home yes. now <laughs> <laughs> and play in front of eighteen thousand. Yeah. Let's see how you do. So. I, <laughs> One thing that the problem is when they're constantly blaming the high shooting percentages is they're not going to focus on their defense. So now when, when Tim Hardaway gets an open shot, mm-hmm. instead of closing out like you're supposed to, exactly. they're just going to stand there and hope. He's going to miss He's going to miss eventually. That's yeah. what they're going to, eventually yeah. he's going to miss. And so they won't run out and, yeah. and, and close out. And it's like, well, that's the mistake. You need to force him to miss. Close yeah. out so hard he can't even get the shot off. Then if he makes it, Okay. At least you did that, yes. and then you can evaluate your game plan from yes, there. Yes, but you can't just hope he's going to Yeah, miss. at least you did something. I mean, yeah, the the whole, like, when he said, you know, we'll ha- we'll see what happens in game three. It's like... It was really a weird comment. Yeah, it's like, dude, you just lost. And you're, you're down 0-2. Yeah, and you're talking, we'll see what happens in game three. And it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's such a fake confidence. Yeah. And it's like... Well, it's a stupid confidence. And it's funny because, like... We start to think about how are they the exact same team from last year? I know. Did they not learn anything? Well, Doc Rivers said he yeah. was standing right next to me. Yeah. Like when he got the job, he was standing right next to yeah. me. Yeah. If you want to say so something, then perhaps say something. <laughs> this team has the personality of Ty Lu. Yeah. And they did last year too. And they did last year. Yeah. And maybe he's just more of a personal guy. He's a he's a he's a cooler guy to be around. Yeah. And so they kind of develop that. I don't know. This is theorizing, but yeah. it's insane to me that they're the exact. Even Ty Lu is yeah. the exact same. Now Doc Rivers, he was just confused why, like Paul George, we're running the same plays for yeah. you. Yeah. You know, you're just not making them. Yeah. I. You know, it's like. You want to be confident. Obviously, the Mavericks are confident. We've talked about that, but there's a there's a like fake confidence. there's a line that you don't cross. And saying that oh they only made those shots because it's easy for we're them. not concerned. Yeah, it's like that's that's disrespectful to your opponent. So you're saying they don't have any talent, they don't have any skill, they don't have a game plan. You're saying they don't have anything. They yep. only won because they made shots that they normally don't make, and that. You can be confident and still respect your opponent. They are confident, but for the wrong reason because mm-hmm. they don't respect their opponent. Well, and I, I think those comments by him are going to hurt them even more because regardless of what the players say, yeah. they were offended. You think the fact they hear that, that they stuff? tanked? Yes. Oh, they they the, the fact that they tanked to play the Mavs. That's that's clear. That there's yeah. no denying that. Well, um, who said that that was true? Oh, Chris Broussard. Yeah, he's got a close friend in the organization. And when he heard that the Clippers were tanking to face the Mavs, he couldn't believe it himself. And so he texted him. This was on uh, First Things First. Whatever. He texted the guy 
And he's like, oh, it's absolutely true. And there's a lot of us that aren't happy about it. So, like, they clearly did that. And obviously the Mavs know. They got their own sources inside, you know. The sauces. So, you know, they know that. But so, to Ty's point, there was actually a little bit more pressure now on the Mavs. Now, that doesn't mean in game three. Okay. That doesn't relieve the pressure that's on the Clippers because if they lose, they're done. Yeah. They're, in my opinion, already done. But if they (laughs) lose, they're done. But for the Mavericks, like, you have to win these now. You can't allow them to come. So there was a slightly more pressure on them. So I completely agree with that point, but you don't say it because now yeah. he's saying it. Any pressure that might have been creeping into their minds has now reverted to like this mother, <laughs> you know, they just don't learn. And yeah. now their mind is completely shifted towards crushing them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Luca has that mentality from the beginning. I think like the way that he plays and the way he trash talks he wants he, to destroy them and then tell them that he destroyed them and then laugh about it. He's he wants a to bully. do it to every single guy on that team. I, I mean, and he's done it to yes, every single guy. He is a he wants yeah. to take their pride and shove it in their faces. Yeah. And then make them feel like a scared little boy. And make sure that they know. Yes. Like he, he doesn't just do it or whatever. Yes. He makes sure they know. Like, I just scored Next on you because you're too short. You can't guard me. He's the guy that that okay, he's not the bully. He's the guy that beats up the bully and makes yeah. the bully cry. Yeah. Like the bully comes in and Luca's like, Who's this Joker? Yeah. And so he he makes the bully cry to his mama. And whatever, because he he's just so ruthless. Yeah, he's um he's just been awesome. And like comparing the watching the Mavericks as a team and the way they play, and watching the Clippers as a team, we talk about this while we're watching the game. It's like no joy. They don't have the same passion, Mm-mm. the same intensity, the same togetherness. You know, it's like it's I'm, robotic. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying the Mavs are like a boy band, you know, but they're <laughs> they're a team. You can tell they are a team and. And yeah, we've talked about stuff between Luca and Kristaps or whatever, but like in this series, they are playing as a team and there is passion there. And I want to talk about Hardaway too, but the Clippers, there's no passion. There's no togetherness. They're all just kind of individually out there. I don't see a team that's really like playing for each other. Yeah, and I know? encourage, so if you go to NBA HD replay, mm-hmm. you can watch the games again and oh. rewatch them. Um, but it's amazing how many times after the Mavericks score that players on the Clippers are arguing with each other. Oh. They're they're blaming each other for the mistake. They don't like each other. Yeah. And I bet you it's a divided locker room. Between S- who? Some are for Kawhi. About two are for Paul George. <laughs> because <laughs> if you're smart. Don't want to be and there. then the other ones are like, man, why did I join this team? Yeah. Like Serge Ibaka and Rondo are probably regretting even going there. Yeah. Because Rondo obviously is having problems. Yeah. You know, we heard that they was in a shouting match. I've seen him myself. Like the fact that he doesn't even sit with the team, he's sitting over there on the scorer's oh, really? table, <laughs> sitting with Ty Lu. And it's like, okay, there's something going on. But yeah, you're right. They don't they don't play with passion. They're very robotic. And it's like, they're not having fun. 
Yeah, and, and that was the same problem last year. And and I don't know. I mean, you know, it's not my problem, but I just I notice it, and I think it does hurt them because the fact is they do have a lot of talent. They have Kawhi. They're the better and Paul team. George, yeah, and even <laughs> with all due respect yeah, to the Mavs, Rondo and I, Reggie Jackson, I thought was a good player. I don't know. No. He's getting a Clipper, lot of trash. Talk oh, they yet. hate him so much. Um, you know, they have and you know pickups like Batum and Ibaka. Those were just really good pickups. They have a lot of talent, but they. They just they can't bring it together with the right passion you're right 100 percent. and it's yeah, like i am right <laughs> they just they don't play with any joy and the yeah. mavericks are and i i don't know we can get into our predictions later on what we well, think is gonna happen so but. i want to talk about tim hardaway jr basically i just want to say like how amazing he's been but he is so ready for this mm-hmm. he just looks so ready like he is not he, he's fearless he's not intimidated he's not hoping that like he is just ready for this moment he does not care who's on the other side of the court or who's guarding him he he's not thinking like oh we shouldn't win a championship this year he is just ready for this moment and i and i love that yep i love that he has he's ready and he's shown up and he's been tough well and he they always say that he wears his heart on his sleeve not in a Mm -hmm. negative way but like his passion yes he's passionate yeah and so the things that the clippers did they weigh heavily on him. Like, mm-hmm. it bothers him. So he wants to go out there and yeah. kill them yeah. for, like, you know, figuratively. Yeah, figuratively. On the, on the court. So he, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve. And so that's why I think he's even so much more motivated. Mm-hmm. And he is a good shooter. Like, mm-hmm. when he's open, first of all, he's got the purest stroke. Like, is. his 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 we talked about yes, that. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful jump his, shot. His body is a straight yes. line. It's a beautiful jump shot. And yeah. if you're just going to leave him open, well, he's going to kill you. Yeah. I mean, he shot this year 39% on three pointers. That's, I mean, 39.1%. He shot better last year. Yeah. Last but, year he shot 39.8. But okay. still. Yeah. yeah I, I, mean, I thought it was better. He's a good three point shooter. Yeah. And again, he's shooting 67%. It's not going to yeah. continue, but he's still a good. You take a good three point shooter and you give him wide open shots. This is what happens. Well, he doesn't even have to be on fire. He's wide open. And that's that's my point. Like in that last shot when the, the Clippers finally kind of made it a four point game and uh, the Mavericks called a timeout, they come out and. They, they run a play, and the Clippers decide to trap Luka again, and uh, Luka makes the pass to the middle to Dorian, and they leave Tim Hardaway wide open, mm-hmm. and he makes it. So if Tom, Tom, if Tim Hardaway had been 0 of 7 from that point, just not shooting well, there's a high chance he still makes that shot mm-hmm. because he's wide open. Yeah. So to sit here and say percentage is like, look, this is a crunch time moment in the game, and mm-hmm. you left him wide open. Yeah. So he's going to hit it. Um. So yeah, I've just I've really appreciated that. I like I said earlier, I think there's a chance that in game three, maybe the Clippers will finally come out with the way they finally. were supposed this to. This is yeah. two years of waiting for and, this. And you know, destroy the Mavs and it'll be a blowout, Hardaway might go cold or something. I think that, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with my opinion of the Mavericks, but just based on like watching basketball for so long. That's just one of those things that happens. You know, you you get up and then you kind of have a dud. You know, it just happens. I think it's possible that could happen in game three. But like I said, I'm I'm expecting a big Kristaps game at some point. I'm expecting Trey Burke to come out and be a spark plug that might be in game three. You know, I'm yeah. expecting at least those two things, if not something else crazy. Yeah, Carlisle will use the Trey Burke card 
when the Mavericks need energy yeah. or they need scoring. Mm-hmm. And he just has a way of, of calling these guys at the right moment. And Trey Burke will come in and hit four straight shots and just in yeah. light, you know. And, and yeah, so I, do we want to do our predictions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's over. The series. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a sweep. Not because a sweep. Yeah, yeah, I do because okay. It, it, well, it has not. Well, I mean, they're up two zero. Yeah, but and, I mean, and they won both of them on the road, and it, and it's not anything to do with the fact that the Mavericks are a better team than the Clippers. Because I think on paper the Clippers are a better team. Yeah, it's the Clippers are the problem. Yeah, they have no passion. They crumble under pressure. They don't respect their opponent. They don't respect their opponent. So why would I think? that they would change anything that they have done. That's true. So, you know, at, well, why would I continue to give them the benefit of the doubt? They have not shown. They haven't earned it. Yeah, exactly. So their comments lead me to believe that they'll come out like they did in game two where it'll be back and forth, whatever. But that crowd, after a Luka shot over oh, Kawhi yeah. or Luka trash talk, it's going to get so loud. The Mavericks yeah. going to go up by eight. And they're just going to crumble. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the question really is, like, it's about the Clippers role players. Because, like, again, Kawhi got 41. Paul George got 28. Now, Paul George could have a game where he goes for 40. And if you have two guys that go for 40, that's different. But for the most part, they've had, like, good, normal games. But we're talking about guys like Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson, Rajon Rondo, you know, Zubats. All of these guys, if they ever play Luke Kennard... I think it's more about like, do we think those guys are going to start performing? And if they do, I think that's where it would sort of even out. Yeah. You know, I I just, I just, I don't think that's how basketball works. You know, like each game is just, so let's say Marcus Morris is hitting some of his shots. Well, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? Well, then they're just going to run some plays for him. Okay. And when they run plays for him, that just means those plays that they would have been running for Kawhi or Paul George, they're now running for somebody else. So the ball still goes in the hoop the same amount of times. So, like, there's still only so many possessions. So it just doesn't work. Like, theoretically, you would say, well, if if Marcus Moore shot better, but what what if, you know, whatever, the moon was made out of cheese? Like, it it just doesn't work that way well and i I think i understand what you're saying is like it's not like the mavs are going to change their defensive scheme oh and i want to get into that because yeah because the mavs are the ones that are that have won these games so there's really i'm sure they will make adjustments because there's always things that you can adjust to get better but there's no need to really change their Mm -hmm. defensive scheme so it's not like the defense or you know therefore the clippers offense is going to be too much different they scored 121 points how many more points it's not like they average 140 how many more points do you need yeah so it's like if if, you know if it's not paul george shooting it's somebody else but the ball's still going in by a player from the clippers it doesn't matter who it is so then it's really more about the clippers defense do we think that they can shut down well not luca but well so this is luca i mean i don't know that's a question that would be a mistake so i listened to one clipper podcast and and in it, they, they brought up an excellent point, completely agreed, and they, they, they verbalized it how I was trying to process it in my yeah. head. They are overreacting to Luca, and that's driving it's like it's almost like they have this thought that they're so much better than the Mavericks and Luca and so much tougher that they need to held hold him to a game of like 12 points on four of 13 shooting. Hmm. 
And just to prove to everybody, yeah. he can't really guard us. I mean, we he can't really score on us if yeah. we try. And it's like, that's what they're trying to do. And I thought that was an excellent point. I think it was the 213 pod or something, mm-hmm. Clippers pod. And uh, so they're, they're, they're trying so hard to stop Luka that they're changing everything that they do. They're, they're overreacting to everything. Like, I thought in game one, Zubats on Luka. Luka torched him. Mm-hmm. But Zubats was playing great defense. Luka, he was forcing Luka to step back threes and yeah. to fadeaways. It's like, if he's going to make him, he's going to make him. But don't overreact to it. Yeah. Much like the Mavericks weren't overreacting to Kawhi. You yeah. didn't see, you know, freaking a random Dwight Powell no. guarding him. Because that's or, what Kawhi does. You yes. accept it. You understand we can't yes. stop him. Let's just stick to our game and so plan. That's hurting, I think, the Clippers. Like, just stop overreacting. Stop trying to stop Luca. Yes. <laughs> just play your defense. Play it as an as hard as you can and with as much inten- intensity as you can to try to beat them. But don't sit here and try to stop him because you trying to stop him is causing so many more problems for your yeah. defense. I think, like you said, putting Kawhi on hard way. I mean, obviously, not like I want to help the Clippers with suggestions because. Obviously, they listen to this pod. Mm -hmm. But I mean, (laughs) I do think if I were them, I like the idea of putting Kawhi on Tim Hardaway. Um, You know, that opens up Kristaps. But maybe at this point, you're like, well, he's the guy that's hot. So, Well, it's it's bad defense to not help. To not help. To not help. Oh, off of Kristaps. Yeah, so so I, I understand the respect that they're giving. But for you to have a guy, and Carlisle loves it. (laughs) <laughs> he loves it that they're doing it because he loves the four-on-four space. Four four space. Yeah. When you're playing four-on-four four basketball on that 50-foot-wide court, yeah. it's open shot after open shot. And yeah. so it's such – and so he's like, Porzingis, just stand there. <laughs> just stand there, and I promise you we'll score 126 points. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like – so the, he loves it. Mm-hmm. It's bad defense. Stop trying to shut people down. Just play your defense. Team team defense. Great players are going to make shots. Yeah. You're not going to prevent them. And you trying to prevent them is just killing them. You know what? That is so true. That's just watching the games. They are trying to shut down Luka. They're trying to shut down Kristaps. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just high on the moment. So I'm saying like, that's stupid. You shouldn't do that. But there is some merit in saying play team defense. Yeah. You know? Don't allow Luca to have a free lane because you're afraid to help off Porzingis. Yeah. You gotta help. Yeah. You, you gotta help. Scramble. And, and if if he passes it out to Porzingis and he makes the shot, okay. You, you know, but when you do that, you you gotta scramble. You you gotta rotate really quickly and intense. Mm-hmm. When you're playing a good offensive team to beat them, you have to play really tough. You defense. gotta be on your toes. But you can't take the easy route out. And I think that's why they're constant switching is the easy route. No player, like these screens are not, Porzingis doesn't set any of these screens. These mm. screens are being set by Tim Hardaway and Dorian and Max. It's not yeah. like these guys are Dwight Howard. Yeah. You know, so all literally, they will just come up there and stand there. And they switch. And then leave <laughs> because they switch. As soon as they switch, they leave. They don't even set a screen. Yeah. He just goes up there, they switch, and the guy leaves. <laughs> and it's like, okay, there's no intensity defensively. Yeah. So they're trying to take the easy route without trying hard. Yeah. So, well, just don't don't leave Porzingis. It's like, okay, but now Hardaway is having the... Like, any player 
who's left wide open is going to be awesome. Yeah. You know? And so, like... Especially Hardaway, who is a good shooter already. can get hot. Yeah. Yes. And so, I, I thought the way Carlisle is handling it is brilliant. Well, it's the right way. You just don't overreact. Great yeah. players make great plays. So Kawhi had thirty in the first half. Did he do anything different in the second half? No. no. Like, look, just play him. We can't afford to leave our guys. Yeah. And let them get open. Yeah. And and that's the difference. And I think the the Clippers think they have to stop Luca to prove a point. Yeah. Well, and maybe I don't know if this is getting too much into, you know, the psychology of it, but Well, this is their fault. <laughs> in terms of like respecting your opponent, I would say, you know, just accepting that Kawhi is going to do what Kawhi does. You you understand that and you respect it. And you also still play the other guy straight up cuz you understand they'll make an open shot probably, you know, maybe they're cold or whatever, but you still play the defense on those guys because you respect what they can do. Whereas the Clippers defense is a complete opposite. They don't respect the role players. They leave them wide open. They think they can shut down Luka by double teaming him, even though he's torching him and they're still not changing. So it's like, I think that kind of shows the mentality of the two teams. Well, maybe. Yeah, well, it's it's such... It's such arrogance because... I know. it is Basically, that's all I see from the Clippers. It's arrogance. It's arrogance like, in so many different ways. You know how many times Luka has been trapped and double teamed this season? It's unbelievable yeah. how many times he's trapped. And it's like, it never works. You're telling me you don't have a single scout on your scouting staff yeah. or assistant coach that looked at the film and said, hey... This is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. He kills you. Like, he's not scoring, but the team, they're getting wide open shots. Yeah. It happened. It worked one game, like, against the Raptors when they were like 9 and 14. No, it was, like, early oh, in the year okay. when they were missing half their guys. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, it worked, and everybody's like, hey, this is the way to stop we the Mavericks. it out. <laughs> but it's like, he, he I, I don't understand the logic of doubling and trapping Luka. It does not work, clearly. And and yet the the fact that they did it again and left Hardaway wide open after yeah. that first game. If I were Hardaway, I'd want to swish that too, just to be like, "How dare you?" Yeah, I'm an NBA player. I make eighteen million dollars a year. Yeah. I'm a forty percent three point yeah. shooter, and you're just gonna leave me? All right. Yeah, I I just you know the arrogance, and I still can't believe the words that Ty Lue said. Mm-hmm. He he said, "We'll see what happens." Yeah, you know he said, "Well, they gotta win four games." You know, and you know, it's, it's easy to do it on the road when there's no pressure and you just want to steal a game, but we'll see what happens in game three. And it's like when the pressure's on, Yeah, it's like just the arrogance, like they got to win four games as if like they haven't done anything, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, well, whatever. I mean, have you won the series? No. It's like, well, they won two games against you. You haven't won a single game. They came in on your home court Yeah, and are dancing. They are punking you. Yeah. Like they're just straight, and all you can you. do is talk. talk. And all you can all, do is, and talk. that's why I think Luca is—he's the guy that puts the bully in his place. Yeah, because he's like, okay, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna embarrass you. Yeah. I'm gonna hum- humiliate you, and then make sure everyone hears and make sure, me and, and then, when I'm trash talking. You know you. what they're gonna be talking about on the media? Me, me. <laughs> doing. St- Fadeaways, one-legged threes, shooting on all of you. Yeah, Kawhi, uh, Pat Beverly, Marcus Morris, yep. everyone. Putting the bully in his place, and, and I love it. Um, yeah, so game three is coming up, and I I think it's I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I love that you're supremely confident, but... Well, and it's only know. because 
the Clippers have no yeah, fight. Based on their history. I, yeah. I don't think on paper the Clippers are a better team. I think if the Clippers had Carlisle as their coach, they would win the championship. Yeah. Because Carlisle is a much better psychological. He understands the psychology of the game a lot better. Mm-hmm. And Ty Lue is too cool. Yeah. He's too cool. They're to, all too cool. Yeah. They're just too cool. And Except for Kawhi. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, Kawhi, I, Kawhi is good and he's focused and he's got the right attitude, but nobody is on mm-hmm. his side. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Like he's just wasting his seasons. And, yeah. and I think the, the, the problem is Paul George. Yeah. His mentality has creeped into a lot of that team. Um, so yeah, I, I feel bad predicting a loss in game three and it's not cause I'm not confident in this team. It's just that you rarely get a sweep between a four or five matchup. You know, I just, yeah. I just think that's, that's that true. it'll be a five. Or I, I think it'll be a six game series. I, and I'm confident the Mavs will win this series. And I, I don't know if that's, that probably sounds arrogant or something, but it's just because well, you're up to, well, they're up yeah. to, oh, odds are you don't even have to be a Mavs fan to say the Mavs are probably going to win this series just based yeah. on the odds. Well, I picked the Clippers before the season started. Yeah. So, Obviously, you know, I'm picking the Mavs now, but that's because of what I've seen what, yeah, in the, these first two games. So, um, yeah, I, I personally, I think it's over just because I just don't see the right mindset yeah. from the Clippers. They don't have the, the right approach mm-hmm. to the these games. And I think they, they, they say a lot of big things. They talk, they, they have a lot of bark and no bite. They're all name and no, no game. game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's I guess that's my prediction um, for Game Three, but you know we'll we'll see what happens. In yeah, game we'll three. see. We'll see. Yeah, when the we'll pressure's see what on. happens. Mavs got a lot of pressure on them. It is gonna be cool to see. Not the team that's down 0-2. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be cool to hear the fans. Um, oh, it's gonna going be awesome. Crazy. Yeah, because yeah, it's been a year. Mm-hmm. It's not even just this season I, it's been a long time I'm, and they're coming home to up 2-0 yes you know uh, it's gonna be crazy yeah. i i am more annoyed than anything that we have to wait two freaking days yeah. in between but games. it's good because they get rest oh, it, that's awesome yeah. uh, don't get me wrong yeah. but it's it's hard as a fan to wait and not only that the game was at freaking midnight last night yeah true so but anyways, um, those are my thoughts. Yeah, I think that's all we've got. We'll, you know, watch game three. Uh, thank you for uh, bash, uh, pestering me through email and DMs to do a pod. And yeah, I, would, I appreciate the support. Yeah, I was going to say, I appreciate the support as well. We know we hadn't done I them. was kidding about the pestering thing. Yeah. I'm not annoyed by it. No, 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 no. We, I was more surprised. I was, yeah, you know, like when I got mentions or dms i was like yeah we haven't done one but today i got two emails i was like okay i mean thank you i really appreciate that i gotta respond to those by the way anyways uh okay this is your response no i do personal responses to everything that's all and i send a lock of my hair and a drop of blood (laughs) okay thank you guys for listening and we will see we'll see what happens in game three signing off Bye. You didn't have to say all. Adios. <laughs>